This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WNET. I'm Stephen Henderson. I'm really glad you've joined us today. Later today, we're going to join with our Detroit journalism cooperative partners, Chuck Beat Detroit and Bridge Magazine, to take a deeper look at the problem of transients. That is the high number of children in Detroit schools who move frequently during the school year. This has been a really big issue in Detroit for a long time. And Chalkbeat and Bridge recently documented the extent of the problems in a series called Moving Costs. The event to discuss Detroit's transients issues is at the Detroit Public Library at 6 p.m. It is free and open to the public. It will also be a live taping of Detroit Today and of American Black Journal, the show I host on Detroit Public Television. Joining us now to talk about the series and today's forum is Erin Einhorn. She is the bureau chief of Chalkbeat Detroit. Aaron, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Yes, and you were also one of the authors of this piece. Let's start by talking about what these issues are and in Detroit and sort of uh, how you got interested in telling the world about uh, how this affects education in the city. Yeah, so this was an issue, you know, I've been covering schools in Detroit for, for three or four years, and, and I just kept hearing from teachers that their students kept leaving. Teachers would say, you know, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I have all these plans for the students, I'm going to teach this lesson and teach that lesson, but the kids who are sitting in their class in September or October aren't necessarily the kids who are there in April or May, or, and importantly, aren't the kids who are taking the exam in the spring that is, 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 has ex- extensive consequences for schools and for teachers and principals. And, and so teachers were saying, you know, the, the, kids, the kids keep changing. And, and our, it's so hard to turn around a school when you make progress with a student and then that child leaves. And at the same time, I was talking to parents who were saying, you know, oh, my kid's been to five schools. My kid's been to eight schools. You know, we left this school because of this. We left that school because of that. And so the question was, why is this happening and what is the effect? And so that's what led to the story. And we found some pretty concerning concerning things about yeah. about schools in Detroit. Right. Uh, I think the obvious issue that comes to people's minds when you talk about this is poverty. This is an incredibly poor city. Uh, 60-some percent of children in Detroit live in poverty, and poor people get moved around a lot because uh, they lose their their lease, they get evicted, uh, they lose their homes. Uh, But that wasn't the only issue that you found. You found something, I think, far more... Uh, unexpected, maybe, and and maybe far more critical to the specific problem here in Detroit. Talk about what that was. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, obviously poverty is a major driver of the reasons that students move from school to school. You lose your house, you know, you get evicted, you have to move, you get your foreclosed on your house, burns down, whatever, you, you have to move. And so that that does account for it. But we looked at some some research that was done for us by, by some professors at Wayne State University who, who looked at all the students who changed schools during the 2015-2016 school year, and they found that only 40% of students who moved had changed zip code. So students weren't moving out of their neighborhood. They were moving out of their school. And then we did some survey data as well. We talked to uh, 100 Detroit parents across the city about the reasons that they had moved their child from one school to the other, and a majority of the reasons that people moved were because of school quality, because of problems that were happening at the schools, reasons. So 
the conclusion we reached is that it was this combination in Detroit of very, very low quality schools that, that parents want to take their children out of and lots and lots of school choice. So we have lots of choices. We have charter schools. We have schools of choice so you can leave the city of Detroit and take your kids to school in Southfield or River Rouge or wherever you want to go. And so lots of ways to leave and lots of reasons to do so. And that's really contributing. The, the numbers, they, one in three elementary school students change schools every single year. Yeah. And if you imagine what, what kind of chaos that introduces into, into a student's academic record, I mean, that really is the other side of this. It's not just that it's difficult for teachers and principals to plan and execute what they want to do with kids every year. It's that the kids themselves uh, are presenting results that, that don't reflect the amount of time they're spending in school or how much effort there has been put into schools to make them better uh, for those kids. I mean, I think the research is very clear that students who move a lot are far more likely to have discipline problems, far more likely to drop out, far, far more like, you know, much more likely to to have lower scores. But for me, the, the most alarming research is the research that looks at the kids who don't change schools but have lower test scores and higher dropout rates simply because they attend a school with lots of other students. With this chaos going on. With this on. chaos going on. And that's because teachers, you know, are, are in, instead of teaching the lesson they have planned for the day, are scrambling to get a new student settled and getting them a textbook and getting them a desk and trying to figure out where they are and what they need. And so, you know, and then you have behavioral changes, right? A student comes in, they change the culture of that classroom. If they're misbehaving, other kids will follow suit. Um, this is something we've created in Detroit, not purposefully, but pretty systematically, if you go back to the mid-1990s and the debate about allowing charter schools to enter Detroit, the whole thrust of that conversation was about choice. Detroit parents deserve choice. I can remember uh, Deborah McGriff uh, in the early 90s coming and talking to, to, to me about that. I can remember John Engler uh, coming and saying, hey, listen, Detroit parents deserve to be able to, to to choose from among all of these options in order to put their kids in the in the best possible school. <clears throat> I don't think any of them, though, imagined that they were creating a shopper's kind of marketplace that I, I, in some ways has encouraged parents to make that choice over and over and over again rather than making a good choice one time and and sticking with it the the entire the entire school sort of uh, span. Yeah, I think the assumption was that parents would choose once at the beginning and you choose a great school and then you're happy there. I don't know that anybody anticipated that so many of the choices would be bad choices, right? So and you can't, you know, obviously these aren't this isn't this is not and to be super clear, this is not the fault of parents, right? This is this is loving devoted parents trying to find the trying best, to get better for trying their kids. Trying to get better for their kids. And 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 the option they're in right now is isn't working for their child and they're gonna find a different option. But then the next option doesn't work either. And and then they keep looking. And so it's not that it's not that they have choices, it's that they have bad choices. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Aaron Einhorn. She's the bureau chief of Chalkbeat Detroit. We are talking about Chalkbeat and Bridge Magazine's recent reporting about the transients issue in Detroit schools. A high number of kids who start the school year in one place, 
but end it someplace else. And along the way, maybe make two or three other stops. The chaos that this introduces into classrooms, the chaos this introduces into kids' lives, it's all going to be the subject of a live event today at the Detroit Public Library at 6 p.m. We're going to talk not only about the problems here, but we're going to try to talk about what the solutions are might look like. Uh, it is free and open to the public. We're going to be live taping uh, an episode of Detroit Today as well as of American Black Journal, which is the show I host on Detroit Public Television. Uh, if you want to come out, that would be great to have that discussion. Uh, right now, you can join the conversation at 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. 1019. Call and tell us what you think about transients in the city, what you think maybe some of the solutions might be to that. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will work uh, we'll work you into the conversation. Aaron, I, I wonder what the new management of Detroit Public Schools, I mean, we've got this reboot underway in Detroit where we've said we're going we're gonna to do this differently. We're going to be more focused in the way we do it. We're bringing in all kinds of new people. Nikolai Vitti, uh, we got him from Jacksonville to, to, to lead our schools. Do they, do they see this issue differently than people did in the past? And are they thinking of solutions that maybe we haven't contemplated before? I mean, I think what's worth noting about Superintendent Vitti, and he'll be at the event tonight, is that he runs half the schools in Detroit. He doesn't run the Detroit schools. He runs the Detroit Public Schools Community District, which is roughly half the schools in Detroit. And this problem, this enrollment instability, these students moving from school to school, looks exactly the same at charter schools as it does at district schools. And these are kids. And so it's not like there's charter school parents and district school parents. Parents are going from charters to district and back again. And so, you know, he, he's... You know, in his, you know, his argument, you know, if he were here, he would say, you know, well, what we're going to do is we're going to make our schools better and then students won't have a reason to leave. You know, but again, he's only doing half the school. So you have this question of, you know, what can we do as a city to solve this as a system as opposed to, you know, what's, you know, the district does something, the charter schools do something. And, and, and every school, most schools are trying to make their schools better so that people will want to stay. Will stay. Uh, but but the, the problem is we have tried that with lots of other things here in the city of Detroit. Tried to make charters and public schools work together to solve common problems that they, that they both have. We haven't gotten terribly far. I mean, I know there's a lot of conversations around funding and, and, you know, sharing resources and things like that that they could do. I mean, I think my I mean, my hope for this event is that it, it it's really solutions oriented around how do we change that culture of I'm going to leave. Right. Whether you're invested in a charter or whether you're invested in a district school, really, the question is, how do we create cultures in these schools so that people want to stay, so that the quality is satisfactory, so that the schools are getting the resources that they need from the state, from the community, or whatever, um, so that it, so that people have the, you know, the support to make the school what it needs to be. And, and it, those are big questions, and those are hard questions. Um, I mean, I think there's other things that some cities have done. I mean, what's, what's notable is that other cities... You know, New Orleans doesn't have this problem, and they have just as much, made more choice than we do. Mm -hmm. um, and so, what are those cities doing? What are they doing that prevents people 
from from doing the same thing we're seeing here? That's a great question. Okay, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Let's start with Travel in Detroit. Travel, what's on your mind? Good morning, Stephen, hey. uh, and good morning to your guest. Uh, my name uh, I I uh, am a taxpayer homeowner in the city of Detroit. I also came up in DPS, and so I came up at a time when uh, you know we had excellent teachers. Might have had a couple of strikes, but it was a competitive. Um, teachers were paid more competitively than they do now. So I believe the problem is the, is the same issue that create, that's, that's a problem in our government, money, greed, and the privatization. Is, now you have a, a markup, okay? So you have a, a profit margins that they have to, that's their, you know, it's about shareholder value. So as a result, the money that could have been invested in talent, now you're creating a lot of turnover. That's what. That's why at times we changed schools and went back. Um, so it's it's very uh, daunting task, but it's a solvable problem if you invest the bulk of those resources into the talent as opposed to the profit margins. This is, you know, when you have a government government run service to me, it's like akin to a homeowner doing the work themselves versus hiring somebody to do it. Hmm. When you hire somebody to do it, now you got a creditor. And so, and our children are smart. They're, they're, uh, they get, we get a lot of praise about our children's behavior and their aptitude and things of that sort. But, you know, now we're in a, in a, we have a climate where we as the parents have to even be more engaged in, in supplementing the, the, uh, the, the, the difference. You know, so. Uh, Travel, I, I think that's a really interesting point to make. And it is, that is at the crux of a much bigger, argument and a narrative tension, I guess, around education in this country, this this question of introducing competition uh, into the public school model. And uh, let's be clear, you go back to the mid-1990s in Michigan, that was that was at the core of the discussions about charter schools then. And advocates said competition would make things better. Competition would introduce quality options that weren't in uh, in the marketplace at the time for Detroit parents. And competition would force the public schools to up their game, to do better, to keep their kids from going to these charter schools. And really, I don't think there's any question that the opposite is what we've seen happen I, I think it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle, though, Aaron, to, to, to say we're going to remove the profit motive entirely or competition entirely from the educational landscape in Detroit. That would be pretty hard to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I mean, I, I think if you, you know, all these parents who are using choice, you know, if you told them tomorrow, oh, you don't have any choice. You don't now have you, any. Now right. you have to stay at that school that's not working out for your kid. You're not going to get people are not going to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing to sort of note about his comments about teacher pay is that it's, you know, while this story focuses on on turmoil and student enrollment, there's also a simultaneous turmoil in in teachers. So teachers in Detroit are also moving and and there's you know and, and you know every year you see you know certain schools offering signing bonuses as incentives and and then you know trying to poach each other's teachers away and so that's you know that's happening at the same time so it's not it's another layer of competition on top of the competition for students and it's another one that confounds consistency all of these things that we know lead to better educational outcomes uh, again, thanks very much, Travel, for the call. 
and the comments. Let's go to Colleen in Macomb. Colleen, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. I was wondering, to what extent do you feel like this is part of a broader shift in just the way we see education? I have two daughters who go to a small private school in a rural area in St. Clair County, and we see some of the same things. Every year we have students that join our classes mid-year because their parents are upset with something that happened at a public school. And we have a lot of students who only stay a year or two before their parents move on to another school that they feel suits their needs better. Hmm. Uh, Colleen, that, that's a really interesting uh, uh, story to share. I, that's not something I've heard a whole lot of, Aaron. Is this is this something that is just happening in education and it's worse in Detroit than maybe we see in other places? I mean, I think it probably just speaks to our cultural habits, right? Like, you know, it's so, you know, goods and services are, are or goods at any rate are so cheap now instead of like repairing you know, your your broken dishwasher, you go buy a new dishwasher or whatever it is. You know, instead of instead of repairing things that, that are broken, we're going to just move or fix or, you know, I mean, it's the same thing, you know, with our cities, right? The people we left, we left the cities and went to the inner ring suburbs and, and now people are leaving the inner ring suburbs and going to the further out and we keep going further out and sort of figuring, well, we'll start over and this new community will... Well, we'll, maybe those of the grass will be greener out there. And, of course, our problems come with us. Mm. Uh, Colleen, thanks very much for the call and the comments. Ryan in Detroit, you're up next. What's on your mind? Hello. Hey, Ryan. Um, so, uh, what I would like to say is uh, I, I've worked in volunteering education for about the last 15 to 16 years. Uh, I was a paraprofessional. So I, I have this, this unique uh, view. And I've also worked for DPS along with charter schools. And um, what I saw, a, a very stark difference between the two, was uh, some cultural competency issues, um, and those stemming from uh, DPS having quite a bit of, uh, well, first off, it's a mostly black, black district, and when I say mostly black, I'm talking about the students and, and the teachers themselves, and then going to a charter school where I was one of maybe three black people on staff mm. in the entire building. So you have this issue of the teachers maybe not reaching the children, and they are definitely not having a dialogue with the parents where the parents are not feeling um, slighted. There were lots of times where I would be sent in to talk to the parents because I'm the one black guy who who could speak in in, in a way that the parents wouldn't feel offended uh, versus the, the other Twenty some somehow white staff were having these difficulties because they are coming from the suburbs, or they may be from Teach for America, hmm. or they just this is probably their first time working with someone of color in an urban environment. Right, and Ryan. Just, uh, Ryan, I, I I absolutely hear what you're saying, and that's a really interesting distinction to draw between public schools and charter schools. Uh, Aaron, is, is that one of the challenges that we face here is is making sure that uh, uh, charter schools are reflective of the, 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 the predominant culture in the, in the city and that uh, the parents are choosing that and then finding out that maybe maybe that's not so? I mean, I think there are so many factors that contribute to whether or not a family feels comfortable and satisfied in a school, you know, and and how you're how you're treated, how you're spoken to, how you're um, you know whether you see your culture reflected in the staff at the school, I think are all factors that. So 
you know, we have we as parents have so much choice and the decisions that we're making for the, you know, what to, which school to choose in the first place and whether or not to leave the school we're in, it's all how it's all how we're made to feel when we're at that school. So if if it's dirty or if kids are being yelled at or kids are running wild, you know, or you don't feel like your culture is celebrated at that school, you're not going to want to stay. Those are all reasons that you might want to leave. And so I think that that's sort of part of the larger fabric about what we're describing when we're talking about quality schools. Okay. Aaron Einhorn, Bureau Chief at Chalkbeat Detroit. Thanks for being here with us on Detroit Today. Also, we've got a lot of people on the phone still who want to talk about that. I think this reflects uh, how hot this issue is, how interesting it is to folks here in the city of Detroit. I would encourage all of you, if possible, to come out to the Detroit Public Library on Woodward at 6 p.m. tonight, where we are going to continue this conversation with a live event and a live taping of Detroit Today. All right, up next, we're going to talk about diversity in the culinary arts. Also, don't forget, if you have to miss any of today's show, you don't have to miss out on the conversation. Go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Download and subscribe to Detroit Today. You can take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. 